early morning or late nights. You're here at the right place. Get started with us on the right note. With Houcher, Nicholas, Andrew and me, Vivi, on Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. Welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS, and you're tuned in to The Right Note with me, Andrew, Houtu, and Vivi. Nicholas is unfortunately sick this week, so he won't be joining us for this week's episode. Quite interesting role reversal, it was me last week, and yeah, well, now I'm back. So on this week's episode, we have another edition of Right Questions, Right Answers, with a very special guest with us. So say hello to electronic music producer Sean, also known as Bokeh Fields. Woo-hoo. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Right. Hi, Sean. So it's really nice to have you uh, with us today. So how about you give our listeners a short introduction about yourself, you know, the things that you do, and yeah, what's going on in your life now? Sure. Uh, yeah, so my name is Sean. I make music as Bokeh Fields. That's B-O-K-E-H. Fields as in like a field of corn. And, uh, <laughs> corn. Yeah. Yeah, I've been making music since around 2011, but only started getting into it more seriously like over the past maybe like four or five years or so. Yeah, and it's mainly been mu- electronic music so far. Mm. And uh, yeah, I guess we could get into that a bit later, but yeah. <laughs> yes, um, for sure. And then at the moment, I'm trying to transition and also do more, maybe like pop, rock, and more singer-songwriter kind of uh, Oh, okay. Well. Yes. All right, exploring <laughs> new genres. Nice. That's nice. awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, talking about all these various genres of music, is there any song that you're currently listening to at the moment? Anything that's constantly on loop in your mind now? Ooh, that's a good one. At the moment, I would say there's this song called Karaoke by okay. Cas McCombs. That's C-A-S-S McComb, like a hair comb. Hair comb, all right. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah so, okay, okay. yeah, that, that's a great one. That's like a pop, folk, rock-ish kind of tune. Yeah, it's just a really fun track where he kind of sings about, he's questioning like mm. the uh, a relationship, but he mm. uses like karaoke as a as a analogy and then it brings in a lot of different song metaphors for oh, that so yeah oh, that's it's, a, clever. it's a fun song yeah wow. that was some good song right <laughs> yeah no, nice. that's really cool that's really cool would you say that's what you're going to be inspired by yeah. in oh, your yeah, next, sure. next is that what you're era? heading towards <laughs> <laughs> I'm always inspired by when like artists use like clever yeah. analogies metaphors yeah for sure Ooh, cool cool right okay so uh, I guess we can move on to the next question and that would be how do you discover your you know, passion for music production and like when do you do it you mentioned like you were 2011 right but mm. what made you want to get more serious about it you know mm. so like was it something that you've been interested in since you were young or like something that developed over time I first got into music maybe by playing like a playing a musical instrument mm. I started learning mm-hmm. the organ in primary school um, Whoa! Yeah, the organ. Yeah, like, like the not not a piano, but an organ. Yeah, yeah, it's like the. <laughs> but I didn't get to play the pipe ones because those Whoa. are usually like oh. in churches, like you yeah. like a big yeah. building. Yeah. Right, right. yeah, so we play like electronic organ. So, oh, cool. yeah, it's like you got to plug it in, and it's yeah, basically all the sounds are 
pretty much loaded into the thing. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, I played there for about maybe seven, eight years, but I didn't see all the way through, which right. is something I definitely regret. But yeah, at that point in time, I think I was also too young to really like appreciate music to like, you know, that kind of extent. I think I was mainly doing this organ stuff like for fun. But yeah, so around 2011, that's when I, I really got into music production. And I think that's because I probably stumbled upon some dance music. And then like, uh, it started like getting to me like, actually, how is this stuff made? Because, you know, like electronic music doesn't really sound like... Uh, they could like totally not incorporate guitars, piano, mm, all that kind of thing. Yeah. So I was like, mm. going, like, okay, how exactly are these sounds made? How they played so fast, etc. And then, so I went to search it up. Like, okay, how is music made? And yeah, <laughs> and then, that's, that's pretty much important, started, the important right? questions. Right, right. Yeah. So that's how it started. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Then, who are your musical inspirations? You mentioned a few artists just now. Do you think they inspired the style of music you make, or was it something else that inspired your style? Mm, I think that it comes to artists who inspire me. At the current moment, my current output, like the stuff that I've put out there on Spotify, etc. That definitely has a particular style and genre that are influenced by uh, a great handful of artists, but there's mm. also a whole lot more. But I think to talk about those first will probably be all the uh, electronic music producers. Like, um, I would say artists like Fortet, One mm. Tricks Point Never, John Hopkins. I think you will definitely hear these kind of artists um, influence in my work. Maybe not yeah. super directly, but I definitely pull bits and pieces of things from them that I... Uh, that I get inspired by and then it ends up in my work somehow. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Maybe for everybody listening in, would you like to elaborate your style of music as <laughs> oh, at the yes. moment? For anyone who hasn't heard of your music yet, maybe <laughs> talk about how, what kind of music do you produce? Right, at the moment, it is mainly ambient and like ambient with dance, a mix of like ambient and dance music. And... Uh, yeah, I guess that's because I kind of came with like a dance music background mm. when I first started getting into uh, dance uh, electronic music in 2011. It was mm. a lot of like dance music, early early Z stuff, early oh, Dead yes, Mouse, Potter Robinson, oh. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, then just it kind of just like grew with the scene, and I got really into it for like four or five years, just like mainly listening to dance music. So that was what I made at first. And that stuff I'll never put out probably. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Also, because I think half of it is probably gone. Like it was really? oh, no. died on my old computer. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. That was a good okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I think from then on, when I started getting more serious about music, and I started to ask myself things like uh, what music means to me, mm. etc. Like mm. I started to feel like I couldn't fully express myself within this genre alone like dance music and that's when I started to listen to like more genres more artists mm-hmm. and also gave myself more freedom to like try and make different things yeah so I think that was the point in time where I started to be more diverse and then when I finally put out something it turned out to not be dance music I think the first piece I put out was like a experimental piece that kind of melts ambient and also some electronica Ooh. stuff like that yeah so it was quite strange and I sort of still regret putting that up but you know <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta just do it you know what I mean that's right, yeah, that's just, right. just jump into it jump yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah talking about electronic music it's I think electronic music is a really cool in a way a new form of instrument mm-hmm. where you're not bound by the same parameters that conventional instruments are like for pianos you're just bound by the keys guitar you're bound by the six strings and yeah electronic music has just so many nuances and it's so broad and yeah let's talk about your latest release which was a remake of the song Delicate by Damien Rice together with two of your friends Reservoir and Eunice Amor tell us more about it and yeah shout out to your friends right yes shout yeah. out John shout out uh, Eunice <laughs> uh, if you're hearing this <laughs> yeah. yeah so 
this collaboration came about because, uh, well, I've known Eunice since my JC days. Mm. And then John, over the past couple of years, uh, he's a Singaporean artist. Mm. Yeah, digital painter. Oh, and he cool. also performs music as well. And he's been doing this like series of uh, covers where he yeah. would pick songs and he would cover them and try to put his own twist on them, mm. which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. One day he reached out to me asking if I would like to produce a cover. There was no song or whatever decided. It was just the idea of like, hey, do you want to like do something together? Something. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. And then he got back to me saying like, oh yeah, by the way, can I? Can we also bring this person on board? And then he sent me this video of Eunice, not knowing that I, I know yeah. Eunice because like, we're from the same JC. Yeah, same batch. So like he sent me then like a minute later, he was like, oh wait, I, I think she's from ACJC. Do you know her by the way? Then I was like, yeah, this yeah. is cool. Yeah, small Singapore, man. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a really small scene. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we had like dinner a couple mm. weeks later mm. and then that was when we discussed, okay, what song, etc. And at that point in time, I didn't know the song actually. I wasn't familiar with uh, mm. Delicate. But turns out they, uh, they actually used that song in... Money Heist. You guys watch Money Heist? No. Uh, no. Not, not, not. Yeah, I haven't. Oh, no. Oh, no. All good. But anyway, that's uh, how I'm Internet, internet is going to shame all of us. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. I have seen Money Heist. Oof. Maybe I'll yeah. edit this out. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean, that's how I market it to people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just in case people don't know the song, like, hey, they played it so in Money Heist. Money. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Cool, now cool. I'm going to recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'll watch it just for the song. Just for the song. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when they picked the song, as per John, John is the uh, the person who rec- um, records as Reservoir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was the one who, as is usual, he likes to put a spin on on mm. the cover. Yep. Mm. So we were just thinking, okay, um, how exactly do we put a spin on on Delicate? And then, so I think we just came up with a few parameters. Like the original song has like a swing to it, mm-hmm. but we decided, okay, let's just play it straight, like mm, to the okay. beat. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And also, of course, the sound palette is totally different. The original yeah. is like, yeah, it's like yeah. A, a very acoustic kind of uh, yeah. instrumentation. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, okay, we'll just do something more uh, electronic. Yeah. Yeah. So that was mainly how it came about. Yeah. And then from there on, we just kind of bounced back and forth because uh, also John had to go overseas. Mm. So uh, we were working a bit like remotely. But the main process was that they would record their vocals and then once I had the vocals, I could on my own like work on the mm. track and also mm. bounce ideas back yeah. and forth with them. Yeah, just make sure mm-hmm. that like, okay, are we on the same page, mm. etc. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> nice. Was it challenging working remotely or it just... I would say, yeah, definitely. Especially when we were first getting out the initial ideas because mm. I think that's always the hardest part. Like yeah. you have to lay out what works before you, you run with it. So, right. yeah, at that point, I remember I created, like, a demo first. Yeah. Make sure, okay, is this, like, are we okay with the sound palette mm-hmm. and oh. the style yeah. and all that? And then after that, there were, I think, quite a number of changes that we wanted to make collectively. Mm-hmm. And so there would be a lot of back and forth yeah. because of the remote thing. So we actually sat aside one day. We would just be together in the same room Ooh. and we will like, Work Get it done together, yeah. yeah. Oh, so we nice. really tried our best to create a super, super duper demo version of the final song. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds terrible because <laughs> we were just really trying to get as many ideas yeah. out and like yeah. get yeah. those. Yeah. So that was definitely a workflow that I'm not personally familiar with. Mm. Like usually, I'll really stick to like this this little section of the song and make yeah. it sound good before I move on. Yeah. But this yeah. one is like we do out the whole song. Yeah. It sounds 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this but, is a new process. Yeah, yeah. A new process. So yeah, that the whole experience was definitely very eye-opening for me. Yeah, because mm. it's, it's a song, and usually I don't do songs. Usually I have yeah. my music usually doesn't have vocals in it. Yeah. But that's something yeah. I'm trying to work towards. So this was like a great stepping stone as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice, it's a good nice. way to expand your yeah. genres. Yeah. 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 So you're yeah, talking about processes and the creation of music. What is your usual creative process like? Great question. Um, my, I usually tell people that my workflow is I have no workflow. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It does, it does. That is yeah. usually how like I come up with the strange things. Like I used to have like a process when I was making dance music, especially because I think it's easy when you do dance music because there's like a almost like a formula that you can stick mm. to. You like open up with this kind of like beat that DJs can use to to mix from one mm. song to mm. the next. Then you have like a breakdown and a build up, then the drop, etc. Mm. Um, but then when I wanted to break away from that because I felt that um, I was being I was like in a dry season and I was being a bit mm. limited so when I wanted to break away from that that's really when the whole like no workflow thing came about just go in there and like try just, whatever yeah. exactly yeah it's so cool just do it huh just yeah. jump in <laughs> <laughs> but the bad thing is that it doesn't work all the time but I mean that's I would say that's part of of the workflow it's like you're oh. gonna end up with like 10 things that don't work that's before true, you get true. something that, that works, that yeah. works. Yeah. oh nice 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 yeah. there's definitely a lot of experimentation trial oh. and error right mm. absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. right so since you mentioned you know some some things are hard to come up with when like you have no workflow things like that mm. so what are some of the other challenges that you face you know when you're making your own music things like inspiration I won't say that I have a lack of uh, inspiration but you have to be in the right headspace I feel mm. like yeah, to sure. yeah right. to make art I mean it's easy to make a beat but for me I, I would like to also like inject like emotion into it mm. or like uh, it doesn't have to be serious all the time it could be lighthearted and fun and, and whatnot. Mm. but I feel like you still need to be in that same like creative headspace to get this stuff done mm. so yeah one thing for me is definitely trying to find that time especially I know everyone in uni is like you know it is hmm. yeah, yeah it can be tough because like it's super packed yeah uh, you guys know yeah, yeah. it's hard, it's hard, so to, find hard to find pockets of time yeah. exactly yeah so I think that's definitely a, a big struggle which is mm. why I think I, I don't really find myself making that much stuff in during the semester Ooh. yeah but I'll still try to, to get something out no matter what and oh. yeah so I, I guess that's one nice thing about having no workflow is mm. that you can always just keep trying stuff Oh, that's cool, that's cool. You mentioned that you find it very hard to find inspiration, but what are some things that you do find inspiration from? Because mm. I've known you for a while, like two years now. <laughs> yeah. I know, I've heard that you, you can get inspired by like ice cubes. Oh, and oh that's, <laughs> all right. You have to tell us more. That's yeah. so interesting. So for anybody ice listening, tell us more about it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Especially in uh, some of the stuff that I've released, I usually kind of take sounds from the real world mm. and then I try mm. to process them somehow and make music out of that there's definitely something that I'm inspired by artists like as mentioned like Fortet One of Tricks Point Never these yep. guys they take sounds and they kind of like give them new life mm. they recontextualize them and, and yeah give them some kind of musical life to it so I try to do the same like uh, the ice cubes thing that mm. was that came from this one time where I was like I was pouring myself some hot water and I had ice cubes in it and then when I hot brought it up water uh, with ice cubes I don't know why wait. I think <laughs> wait yeah let's, let's break that down a little bit oh, okay, cool, yes. okay <laughs> Okay. Yes, keep going. Okay. I think like we just bought the water in the house, uh -huh. right? So the jars, like they're yeah. all hot water, and I was like, right. "This is this is too hot to yeah. drink." Oh, so I need ice cream. Okay. Oh, it's so right. cool! All right, all right. Okay. That makes sense. A yeah. lot more sense. Now. <laughs> Oops, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so from that, when I picked it up, I was like, the ice cube started clinking. And I was like, mm. "Wait, that that is a nice sound." Then I went to get oh, like, no so I put the oh. cup down. I went to get like the microphone, and I was like. <laughs> Record it right now. Oh. <laughs> I was like no clinking way. it in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So it's just like the sound of ice cubes clinking and like they'll crackle a bit when mm. it's in hot water. Yeah. 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 So like I, I took that sound and that was the basis of uh, a track that I have called, I'm trying to remember it, Traveller. Oh. Yeah. So that is um well, that was like an ambient piece mm. where I used the ice cubes, uh, the clinking of the ice cubes. I processed it and then fed it through like a synthesizer. Mm. So it now take, took on like a tone. Yeah. And yeah, so that tone kind of like played a little melody, but what was causing like the Basically, there would be no sound if it weren't for the ice cubes, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's right. just like it's like, so just cool. like like latching, like having a melody latch onto that mm. sound. Yeah, yeah, that that was the ba- main idea. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying the this whole so cool. the whole basis of the song "Traveler" stemmed for just from the ice cubes. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> you can get what inspiration a, from anywhere. Yeah, that's what a pro- what a process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so one more interesting question that I would like to ask you okay, is: yeah. So you started off music in started off doing electronic music in 2011. Mm-hmm. So you told us about how your process was like, how how it became from being a structured process to like no process at all. Mm. But if you were to relearn the entire process of doing electronic music production, what would you do differently? Man, that is a good question. I think what I would do differently would probably okay. Yeah, uh, I think to be honest, probably like I think when I first started out, I. I wasn't as exposed to as many genres and whatnot. Mm. So I think that really limited like my vision for like what I was going to do with music. One thing that really that I grew into was to just let go of all these like restraints. Like basically like it's mm. kind of like the break the rules mentality yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. So when you first start out you learn the rules but only when you get past a certain point then you start oh actually I can break them mm. and whatnot. Yeah. I wish I kind of knew that sooner and also mm. I wish that I had been exposed to more genres sooner as well like maybe even grew up with uh, more music in my life because I feel like that really listening to all these different artists really showed me like how different artists use music in different ways Mm. like they do such crazy things with it that I had (laughs) never known before if I had known all that stuff I think I would have definitely been inspired to do the same in my music yeah oh that's nice that's nice right yeah so yeah talking about that long musical journey that you've been on coming to 11 years almost now Mm. what is the most memorable memory that you have in making music or any song that you made that really just strikes a chord in you Mm. yeah I guess fittingly it would probably be the last thing that I released mm-hmm. which I know Vivi has also played on the, on the show before which I'm wait hold on really which one in Times Ocean oh yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> so, sorry, sorry oh, yes no, 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 yeah, no if okay. you guys have been listening to one of our previous iterations of the music show The Music Escape I, we were talking about I think it was about the topic of theme yes. thematic music I came across uh, Sean's song uh, In Times Ocean I think it was a whole album an EP right the EP was titled Swept Away In Times Ocean but my favourite was in Times Ocean and for some weird reason when I heard the song maybe it was a title that inspired it okay. and the whole like the atmospheric stuff that you did the um, ambient stuff that you did in there that it reminded me of a scene in a book like that's crazy right but mm. it reminded me of one of the scenes in a book that I was reading and I was like oh my gosh I should like talk about it and then I asked Sean for like a snippet of the track and we included it in our breaks music like during the breaks you guys will hear a snippet of Sean's latest song as well yeah. so yeah okay let's talk about it In Times Ocean so I, I think I mean I would say that's probably the one that well, I resonate with the most I suppose because I think up until this point it was a journey of me trying to find like my own like artistic voice mm. I guess mm. and in doing so I mean I guess that's why I transitioned from dance to ambient music at first mm. like first and foremost was to like kind of like break away from that kind of like mold mm. and uh, the formula that yeah. came with dance music I found ambient music freeing because like you can, can be like totally structureless etc like you can just do whatever yeah. and I kind of like found some freedom in that 
Mm-hmm. And then I think I managed to bring it all back around with In Time's Ocean because it starts off as an ambient piece, mm-hmm. but then it also becomes like a dance mm-hmm. piece towards the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, I guess that's just structurally, but also I guess like emotionally, I think I was able to finally create something that I feel was quite like cathartic because mm. I also that's something that I also look forward to like in doing when, when I'm making music yeah. I know lots of people love music because it's very cathartic their favourite song is probably some song that makes them cry etc you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> yeah so I was finally able to do that I think it's kind of hard to channel your emotions sometimes mm. in, especially into music that's instrumental because mm. uh, it doesn't have its own like implicit narrative mm. or yeah, anything like true. that yeah so the most you can get is probably the title yeah. which I think is why I loaded the title like you know In Time's Ocean oh. for me it was like a reflection on time Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with time comes like very big existential stuff. Yeah. And so I just try to channel that into the oh, music so as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard about that story. I think you posted it on Instagram mm. when you released a song or so. Oh, yeah. I was just curious. Maybe it's are there any like instruments you use to like convey certain emotions or was it just the title that you use? Like you did mm. mention that usually with electronic music, there's no like lyrics or anything to convey like emotions in the same way that norm like most songs out there do with lyrics. So how did you convey that emotion through the piece? I think probably wouldn't boil it down to any particular instrument. But mm. I mean I do I think out of all, all the instruments you probably hear on there that's probably prominent is the piano because mm. right. uh, I guess that came from like an organ background I'm <laughs> able to like it's more almost the same <laughs> yeah. yeah it's almost the same yeah pretty much transferable yeah, skill yeah. yeah exactly even though I'm, I'm not a great player no yeah uh, the way that I, I would say I probably conveyed it is well first and foremost usually when I write a piece I don't really like okay what emotion am I feeling like I don't mm. tell myself like you know I don't try yeah. to interrogate myself yeah. I just plonk and then like whatever comes out of that like me plonking my fingers down on the keys or whatever I'll try to like roll with it if I'm mm. resonating with it it'll just naturally yeah. come out I guess oh cool yeah so I think uh, I mean the way that that piece was made was really linear actually mm-hmm. like the way that you, you hear that sequence was yeah. pretty much how I made it like, I didn't start like in the middle <laughs> which is kind of a common tactic and then you oh. spread from mm. there um, so for me like the song kind of starts, starts out kind of slow and somber mm. which uh, I guess is kind of normal if you're like emo and then you're like <laughs> alone with the piano I guess like, yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of easy to come up with so that's how it started out and then I brought in some more instruments like strings mm. and then I tried to make the the, um, the mix kind of like thicker it had more yeah. layers and whatnot. Yeah. and then it builds up and actually it kind of turns into something that's more joyful and joyous mm. yeah so I think that was probably kind of reflective of my own thoughts on like things like time and big questions mm. and stuff mm. because I feel like it's not a comedy or a tragedy, yeah, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. It's kind of like yeah. a, a bit of both. Like, oh, life nice. is kind of like that. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit... That's, deep, no, no. that's cool, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's the nice thing about electronic mm. music. If you have, like, mm. whatever deep thoughts and stuff, it comes out in abstract ways in yeah. the music. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It'd be great to have lyrics to it, too. But, yeah, I guess sometimes music does say things that, you yeah. know, words can't say. Yeah, yeah mm. that's very true. That's yeah. very nicely said, as well. Like, music has... <laughs> yeah. The instrumentation, not maybe, maybe not in your case, you mentioned it wasn't much the instrumentation, but more of the process that conveys the emotion as well. Mm. So that's very nice. Maybe last question yeah. about In Time's Ocean. Was it intentional to split into Swept Away and In Time's Ocean? Or how did mm. that come about? Because it's very interesting how you titled the entire EP Swept Away in Time's Ocean, but you'll see two different tracks there. Yeah. Mm. Okay. This one, so this one was kind of, this is kind of crazy because I created, I think, In Time's, okay, the two tracks. Swept Away is the more recent one. Mm. I think I created In Time's Ocean maybe two years prior to oh. that one. And it, I mean, and I never ever released it because it was the track when I made it. I was like, this is 
this could be the track that I like I'm actually like proud of yeah. <laughs> oh. not, not to say I'm not proud of the rest yeah, but it's yeah. like you know there, yeah. there is something to it so yeah. I, I, it daunted me so much that I basically abandoned it oh. I, I was like I, I was okay. like there was yeah. too much pressure to yeah. continue with it like for me personally yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, let's abandon this okay. <laughs> and two years later I did this little exercise where I basically tried to play piano mm. and then see how much can I do with like a 10 second piano clip Ooh. so yes I mean Swept Away is actually that piece which yeah. is like an ambient dance piece yeah. that one is pretty much every sound on there besides the drums and the bass is from the piano like, oh wow yeah every sound oh. and it's from that 10 second clip of piano playing oh mm. yeah Whoa. so I tried my so that was almost like a little exercise for me just for like for the lols yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I took that I tried my best to, to make some mm. something out of it throw the drums on there mm. and then I realised like wait a minute the process that I use for this particular piece is actually mm. really similar to In Time's Ocean In Time's Ocean yeah. which I mean at that point in time I was like this is like a two years ago yeah, memory yeah. right? No yeah, so it was like so I, I, I double clicked it now like, yeah. I opened up the file I was like mm. I opened up the In Time's Ocean yeah. file and then I was like oh my goodness it starts off really similarly like mm. it has piano and then I do this thing with the piano whereby I stretch it out like by like maybe 20 times so like a oh. yeah so like a 10 second clip will become really long for yeah. example yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, I basically did the exact same process at the start of each track and they kind of have a similar-ish sound palette mm. so I was mm. like you know what maybe oh and then the crazy thing was that I mean I named one swept away and I named one in Times Ocean and I was like wait a minute they kind of oh. just fits no <laughs> <way. laughs> so I was like I was like yo Something is happening here. Like, yeah. Something is. Yeah, man. It led you back to oh, it two yeah. years later. Yeah, That's man. so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Life, man. Yeah. So right. I was like, in that moment, I was like, yeah, this, this is just. I've got to do this thing. Yeah. I've got to put like the two checks together. Yeah, the universe telling you that yeah they belong together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how it kind of came about. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> You mentioned yeah. like you, you sometimes, you know, you hit a block when you're making music then you like come back to it later. Is there like anything you do, you know, to try to get yourself out of that music block or like, you know, mental creative block that you make mm. face? Mm. I know lots of artists get into creative block mm. and uh, sometimes musicians mm. call it like beat block or yeah. whatever yeah. as a music producer, yeah. For me, I think um, one way that I do that is, well, I mean, I take a lot of inspiration from other artists. So I think just listening to music inspires me. There are so many great content creators. Uh, well, I don't necessarily like to say content because <laughs> yeah. like yeah but you know it's yeah. just a, a, a name that we've thrown on there mm. like content creators on YouTube who are like they're super inspired like I don't know how they do it like yeah. they always come up with something new in like the music production world mm. right. they're always do, doing something new that definitely inspires me as well yeah I think just kind of like keeping afloat in the music scene like kind of keeping up to date and whether it be new music or mm. new music gear or yeah. uh, mm. new music production techniques whatever that all, all those little things I think uh, inspire me uh, mm, but right. definitely it can become like almost daunting like if you engrossed a bit like you'll be you'll be too obsessed with like chasing all the new stuff and mm. then if you try to use too many new techniques or mm. you know incorporate too many new styles or whatever it'll definitely also uh, ironically like hinder yeah. your process yeah, I, I right, find yeah. right. so like you I've also got to know like okay you there's know, a li limit to it how yeah. much you can go <laughs> for sure right, right. yeah mm. but yeah I think I think that definitely helps and honestly sometimes just just living life Taking a break from music that also helps. Like the, the on the other yeah. side of things, like if you really, you know, if you're really like you can't make anything, you shouldn't force yourself. That's mm. why yeah. I personally feel yeah. yeah. So sometimes you just gotta take a break. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's yeah. true. That's right. true. That's very nice. Right. Okay. Now we'll go into our last question before we hit for a short break. So there's many budding young producers out there. So what's some pieces of advice that you may want to give them for those who are just starting out? Man, I would say this is super cliche, but. <laughs> 
honestly, not giving up is probably the most important yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can do pretty much anything if you don't give up. I think it is really, really, especially like, you know, in certain contexts, certain, depending on where you are in life and whatnot, it, there might be like pressures and voices in your head that will tell you like, you know, this, this, this isn't the thing to mm. do. Especially when it comes to like music and art, I feel like there's a lot of, it, it's often like relegated like to the side mm. or like put in the backseat. Honestly, I think there is a time and space for, for art, for music mm. and all that. So yeah, I would say don't beat yourself up over these kind of things and yeah, don't give up. That's very nice. Yeah, some pretty golden advice from Sean. Yeah, so thank you so much for answering all our questions at this point. And yeah, to all our listeners, I hope you all get to know more about him and the awesome music that he makes. Remember that we'll be putting all the music that we talk about in our Spotify playlist, so be sure to check that out. So we'll take a break here, and when we return, we're going to play our signature game of rapid-fire questions with Sean. So don't go anywhere. This has been The Right Note here on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Welcome back after the break. What you just heard was one of Bokehfield's amazing songs that is featured on our Spotify playlist. So, of course, please check it out. You're listening to The Right Note here on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Radio Pulse. That's R-A-D-I-O-P-U-L-Z-E. Back again with me, Houcher, Vivi, and our special guest, Sean Bokehfield's. And in this segment, we'll be playing a game of rapid-fire questions where each of us will be asking you a question and you have to answer us as fast as you can with, you know, whatever answer comes to your mind. And yeah, feel free to t- tell us more about the answer when you tell us the answer, okay? So... <laughs> no yeah, nerves, no worries. It's fun. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> nice. Don't be too stressed, okay? All right, so how to take it away? All right, so let's get straight to the first question. <laughs> question one. What is your childhood dream occupation? Oh, okay. I would say probably music producer. Like, still. Whoa, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. That came full circle. No way. Yeah, yeah for sure, for oh, sure. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I mean, not yet, but yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. there, getting there. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Wait, so, so as a kid, you knew you wanted to make music, like, as a job and all that. Okay, maybe... Or... It's not, I think I think okay maybe not producer maybe I should have said like some kind of like in the music space somehow yeah. yeah I would think I had that kind of dream no what would I have been dreaming of <laughs> <Not that actually. laughs> yeah <laughs> I would say probably that probably that man that's wow. a cool occupation mine was grass cutter <laughs> Wait, just, I think it's really dope what they do. They just hack grass all day. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's quite no, cool. what's cooler is, is the people who cut the bushes. Have you seen them? Like, like this? Oh, no, no, no. The, 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 the very. Saw. I don't like know the, if it's a saw, but after they cut it, the bush looks perfect. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, it's okay, like, okay. <laughs> I guess more obvious than grass. But yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the grass, is, grass is cool. The grass is cool. Yeah. But do you like the smell though? I know some people don't like that. I'm, I'm alright with the smell. Okay. Yeah. Mm. okay. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Next question is, what are your hobbies? It could be grass cutting if, <laughs> if it's a sheer coincidence. Yeah, but if I had a grass cutter, I think yeah. maybe. Uh, but, okay, yeah. I mean, outside mm. of music production, I don't think going out with friends counts. But, uh, <laughs> man, 
I would say okay when we do go out sometimes mm. I, I probably don't do this frequently enough mm. to be called mm. a hobby but I do enjoy climbing I don't climb oh. enough though I, don't oh, I didn't it. know that yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's I th- fun I have some friends who are like really into it really serious I should probably tag along more but I think they also mm. slowed down because of uni oh. <laughs> but right. uni yeah. does a lot of that I think yeah. that's fun <laughs> probably some very very casual video games like very casual and also not that frequently but yeah I do enjoy mm. I guess like different art mm. forms I think video yeah video games yeah. are also is, an yeah, art, it's art sure, form yeah. that's true yeah would you ever want to make video game music oh, oh man yeah, yeah. actually yeah you know what sometimes I also kind of do that like a little exercise like you could do like a little like yeah. video game mm. soundtrack like to an imaginary yeah. video game <laughs> I think there was one point in time where after I think it was like Stranger Things 2 or something yep. no I tried to make like my own couple like Stranger Things <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, like, like okay, so this cool. would fit in this part of the show, yeah. yeah. Oh, no way! Oh. oh, and actually, you were mentioning, like, how a track of mine reminded you of, like, a book, right? Yeah. That you read. yeah. And I actually also did something like that for books. Like, oh. there was one time I was so moved by this book that I was reading. I should do more of that, like, should we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we all need to read more. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was, like, I was so moved that, in, like, I was like, okay, I want to make a soundtrack little soundtrack for this. Yeah, oh, so cool. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so but yes, video game soundtracks. Big up video game soundtracks, yeah. Ooh, nice, <laughs> nice. Right, next question. What's your favourite food? And do you have any, you know, secret eating places for us to find out from you? <laughs> Man, that's a good one. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm not like the typical Singaporean in the sense that I have like this instant like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's alright. But okay, actually shout out, you know what? Shout out to Irang who was on the show <laughs> last week. Because yeah. he brought us to this really nice like burger place a couple of times. It's called Wildfire Burger. Oh, Wildfire Burgers is yeah, that, so good. Come on, yeah. let's go. Yeah. No oh way. my god, that was great. so good. Yeah, yeah, so shout out Wildfire, shout out Irang. <laughs> was that last week? Last week, yes, last yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> he gave yeah. us a ton of food racks also, if yeah. I remember. Oh. Yes, yes, he's the guy. He's he the has guy. a lot of food racks. He's the man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I really love Wildfire Burgers. Mm. Okay. Next question, right? If you could spend a day in someone else's shoes, you know, living our life, up to you, who would they be and why? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is a tough one. Wait, no, hold on. If I spend it in, let's say, no, wait, if it's in a dead person's shoes, or no, you wouldn't be dead. They always they always clarify this. Yeah, no, you'll be in that person's shoes in their era, wherever they're from. Man, yeah. Yo, or if you want to experience what it's like to be dead. <laughs> I think wait, that's kind of wait. How do you experience that? Okay, anyway, uh, um, man, I don't know. I think maybe okay. I guess, I guess also Stranger Things related ish. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to kind of be in Kate Bush's shoes. Oh. Yeah, because so this this was something that came about like came about in conversation when when Stranger Things four dropped mm-hmm. and then like Kate Bush's music, yeah. uh, especially Running Up That Hill, was yeah. used yeah. like really prominently yeah. in the series, and uh, she's a really big inspiration mm. for me. So like when it came on in the show, I was like, oh my <laughs> goodness, and I did not expect it to blow up so much. Yeah. Like uh, it is incredible, like how much it has the, the Spotify mm. plays. I remember at a time when she has another song, a big song mm. called Wuthering Heights, that was always it always had more plays than Running Up That Hill, and I was always like kind of shocked because Running Up That Hill is like a more accessible song in yeah. my opinion than Wuthering Heights. If you go listen mm. to that yeah. track after the show, like now it's like maybe like six times more plays than Wuthering Heights, and I was no like, way. oh my goodness, this is <laughs> insane. But yeah. Back to the question, I would probably think like uh, I'm in in my head. I'm just thinking I'd probably love to have 
been in the shoes of like a a, a great musical artist, someone I really mm. look up to. Kate Bush yeah. is one such person. Seems really fitting now that you know the whole yeah, Stranger Things yeah. hype. Yeah. Even though actually she's kind of she's always been very low key, mm. so that's kind of uh, interesting. Like. Yeah. Um, you know, not someone who like goes out and plays lots of concerts and shows. I think that would be really fun as yeah. well. But I think just to be able to experience like her life, she's she's like she's just mm. like such a really nice and humble person, and mm. and like to kind of experience like her creativity. Yeah. I think that would be like that would be my, like world changing for me. Wow, yeah. that's a good answer. Good answer. That's a good answer. <coughs> All right, next thing. Back to more questions about yourself, and that would be, <laughs> what's one thing about you that would surprise people when you tell them about it? Something they don't expect. Something you don't expect. Oh man. There you go climbing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe sports related. Cause I think most people think that I don't like do a lot of sports. I mean they're not wrong, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I think I think probably one thing would probably be that. Oh, you know what? Maybe right. Sorry, to circle back to another question also like yeah. my childhood dream job. Yeah. Maybe we have been like professional skateboarder. Oh. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> okay. like I don't know why. I've just always That's been obsessed cool. with skateboards yeah. like like when I was young. Yeah. I just think they're so cool when people flip it and then they land it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's just some yeah, simple cool. thing about it. Cool? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So anyway, I, I started like picking up skateboarding very recently. Mm. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. Oh man, it's hot. Yeah. No way. Yeah, to just cruise is easy but like yeah. to, to want, start doing tricks, tricks right? Yeah. Those, they make it so easy. Yeah, like, man. The pros. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> but yes. So pro- probably that I enjoy skateboarding. Wait, no, I mm. can't really say that because I'm not good at it. But yeah. I want to be. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. All right. So next question: What is something that you are most afraid of? Most afraid of? Ooh. Okay. I mean, a really long time ago, I've been like the dark probably. But that was like, <laughs> when I was a kid, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm chill. Now I've been like. Wait. Do you guys like know the Dead Meat uh, series on YouTube? No. It's like this oh, guy shucks. who's like, oh no no no, oh, okay. okay, you know what? You guys keep editing this stuff out. No no no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm, uh, am I gonna be scarred for life? No. Okay, really? Oh no no. Oh no no no, not at all, not at all. It's just this guy who's like, the thing is that I'm not a horror movie buff. I have mm-hmm. friends who are. Yeah. Recently, I started getting into this guy's YouTube, uh, YouTube channel, okay. and he is great. Like okay. he's so funny, and he he goes through like horror movies, and like it can turn someone like me who's not a horror movie buff into someone who like can oh, appreciate the genre okay, okay. and the way that he's so knowledgeable about mm. these things so anyway all that to say that like ever since I started watching his stuff I think I really got less scared of all those sort of things like all the kind of like you know the childhood horrors yeah oh, but maybe also that should be the case as for a normal functioning adult maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no 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 I mean, I'm here to say that I'm too scared of horror movies I will not watch horror movies yeah. with anybody Wait, did, not did even he's alone he's a guy who breaks down the horror movies right and then yeah. he explains it right it's like he gives you a synopsis without watching the actual movie yeah, so yeah. is it yeah. Oh, okay. does it make it less scary yeah, it does, yeah. after it, you yeah, it really it's does it's quite does? calming also when you see like him break down what they do then like sometimes oh, horror movies end with like without a proper ending so it kind of gives you like a better ending to it so like explain it like possible things that can happen things like yeah. that yeah cool cool yeah like you said like the comic aspect yeah I think he definitely brings that in which helps to it really Diffuse makes it yeah, yeah, exactly, it really exactly. the feel, yeah. Okay, okay right cool, cool. but okay. if I had to pick one maybe it would be things like dementia all that kind of stuff I think oh. that's like legitimately oh, that's true, terrifying that's true, that's true. yeah because yeah. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if I'm not, I have no idea if Euron would have brought this up last week but so there is this six part long kind of musical concept mm. piece thing mm. it's almost six to seven hours long and it's like it basically uh, it's called Everywhere at the End of Time by The Caretaker oh, and uh, wow. essentially it kind of the concept it's a concept album if you could yeah. call it that because uh, six hours is not really an album it's really like, <laughs> longer than that yeah 
that kind of like it's supposed to be modeled after what it might mm. potentially feel like or an abstract rep- mm. uh, representation in musical form mm. of uh, going through dementia like the different Ooh, stages that's right. wow. so the way that he takes music and then like slowly like distorts it and makes it more garbled down yeah. the line yeah. it, it is quite a Heavy experience, Mm. yeah. So one day I like sat at work and I played the whole thing because you know when you work, yeah, you do have like like, yeah, you know you got a lot of time. So I was like, yo, I finally have the time to listen to this stuff. (laughs) But it's not exactly good music to accompany your work. (laughs) Not gonna lie, but yeah, it was an experience. It was an experience. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, we deviated. No, no, no. no. Alright, sorry. It's it's a genuine fear for sure. Yeah. 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 So on on a lighter note and on the right note, um, what is (laughs) Nice one. What, what is your spirit animal? Spirit animal. Jeez. It, that, that, that was on cue. That yeah. was like a, was Wait, that a dog barking. Yeah. I think. The dog bark. Man, like, I, I love dogs. I don't know if I would say that's my spirit animal because I feel like dogs, they can be like really hyper. Mm. I don't think I'm the that kind of guy. Uh, I mean, it could be a pug also. I would say probably maybe, I don't know, deer maybe. Can be mystical maybe. also. Oh, mystical. Can be mystical. Ooh. Yeah. You want to go into that. No, the first thing that came to mind is unicorn because I'm unicorn. not very no, but I'm not unicorn. that kind of <laughs> oh, that's man. cool that's cool okay may, may, maybe dear maybe dear I don't know what it is that's about cool. them they're kind of chill right and okay I agree. I agree yeah chill simple yeah I think, yeah. I think maybe maybe that maybe that yeah <laughs> oh wow that's nice <laughs> next question what is your biggest strength biggest strength mm. oh man time to hype yourself up a little bit alright yeah uh, <laughs> oh man these are these are like surprisingly like these are deep for yeah man for rapping, like, oh my goodness I'm like that's why it's the right note <laughs> yeah man it's the right notes these rapid are fire. good questions yo okay. signature rapid fire I also feel like these are interview questions which I should be prepared for cause like I'm, I'm supposed it to be applying for jobs right? <laughs> yeah I know the beauty is that you're not prepared for it yeah man yeah, that's how this works oh man <laughs> biggest strength okay I, I would probably say open mindedness hopefully Ooh. yeah I would say that yeah, I, I, like I love, love finding out more about people, love finding out mm. more about things, culture, mm. music, whatever. Nice. Could be, could be anything, yeah. And I think that has really, I guess, like, broadened my worldview and also helped me mm. to appreciate a lot more things. I don't know, it's just super, like, enriching once you start, like, I, I guess having that spirit to want yeah. to find out more about yeah. stuff and, and mm. yeah, being open and, and I don't know what it is, like, <laughs> You know those like wired videos. Oh no, sorry, I'm just putting out like things again. I keep bringing like YouTube examples, but like you know, Wired has like cool. these bunch of like series where they they get experts to yeah, yeah. talk about yeah. their views. Yes, this I've it's seen. It's like man, I can like watch a guy talk about anything like like insects, right? I've seen yeah. this insect one, mm. and oh I was like, God. I'm not insect guy, right? Yeah, I'm not. Not a lot of people are. Yeah, <laughs> right? and like. I just got interested because he's yeah. so passionate, you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, so I feel like love finding out more about stuff. I guess being intrinsically motivated, yeah. Mm, on on, the, on nice, that same nice. like note, I guess I'm someone who's really intrinsically motivated. So yeah. I guess things like music, things like anything that I, I put my time and effort mm. in, I really try to like find meaning in it so yeah. that I can give it uh, oh, my best, really I guess. Nice. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. I think the open-mindedness is a good thing, right? It helps inspire your creative process for sure. Mm. Oh yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. yeah, That's really nice. <laughs> Alright, so for the last question, I'm just going to ask you something too. You know, if people want to reach out to you or find out more about you, where can they find your music at? You know, your socials or where your songs are, things like that. Yep, just plug everything. <laughs> <laughs> This is your platform. Just do it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Well, yeah, you guys can find me uh, on Instagram. I think I'm most active there. That's uh, B-O-K-E-H-F-I-E-L-D-S, Bokeh Fields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as for uh, music-wise, I mean, once you're on Insta, 
my link tree is like in the mm, bio you can yeah. everything is there but uh, Spotify yeah. I think mm. most people use that uh, I'm on there and uh, yeah but yeah Instagram is probably the place to go I, I not only put like music posts I will also regularly like share music I'm listening to because even though I don't have much time in the sense to, li- uh, to make music mm. I'm always listening mm. to music catching up <laughs> on new music and I'll post whatever I find there so yeah for sure Instagram that's for cool sure, that's yeah. cool alright awesome <coughs> Thank you so much, Sean. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. We hope that you had fun with our rapid-fire questions and <laughs> that you didn't feel uh, attacked by us. Thank you for the really, really uh, passionate and strong sharing about your musical journey as well as your songs and what's to come for the future. So yeah, thank you once again for being such an amazing guest with us today. So yeah, for those listening, please be sure to follow him on all his socials to be updated on new music that he's making. And yeah, with that, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Right Note here on Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>